Hello, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. And this is 90 Under 90. 90 movies. Oh, fuck. Under 90 minutes. For a minute there, I thought you were doing a Clarence Carter. Uh, but, oh, uh, but, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, it's our okay. last one. Our last, our last Spooktober episode for the long future. Uh, and today on our show, clocking in at 82 minutes, we're talking about 20 aught sevens Trick or Treat, uh, directed by, written and directed by Michael Doherty. You know, trick or treat. This is the movie based on the author, uh, how to of the book How to Halloween. Uh, trick or treat. I yeah, don't know. Yep, I don't yep. know what a trick or treat. Right. It's, it's a, a pseudonym. That's a right. Dumbass bit that is <laughs> melting in my mouth and going nowhere. Uh, like candy. Yeah, trick or treat. Uh, 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 the most uh, Halloween appropriate movie that we have on our list, I think, because I I don't believe that any proper Halloween movies, uh, you know, the Michael Myers Halloween movies are on the under ninety list. I don't on, believe so. On my master list, I'm going to give it a quick little uh, uh, scan here, but uh, no, We've got a Hellraiser Bloodline, but that's the no, no, uh, no Halloween. Hellfest, whatever that is. Movies I've Hellfest. Written, movies I wrote down God only knows how long ago for like here's a title that I found is under ninety minutes. <laughs> um anyway. Uh so many titles we won't we won't get to. Does it make you this is our third to last episode. Does it make you sad? No, because uh I imagine that this show will come back uh in full force somewhere down the line. All right. Uh, but I don't uh, I, I just don't know when that may be. But that's why we're keeping that feed alive for a while. Guys, stay yeah. subscribed. That's yeah. right. Do yourselves a favor. Stay stick around because uh, we'll be back doing other things and, and, and other, you know, our, our over 90 episodes are still going to come for free. Can you believe mm-hmm. that? They're just going to be two years after we originally recorded them for you people. For a That's while. behind the paywall, a two year gap for a some of two these two year gap yeah. for a few titles. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, but trick or treat. You know, I was thinking yes. watching this movie is, is uh, my God, Brian Cox shows up a lot on our, our, our movies. Uh, he's like one of the kings of under 90 minutes. I think if there's one thing we learned over the duration of the seven years we've been doing the show, roughly six. almost six, uh, is that Brian Cox is a force to be reckoned with in the 90 and under movie category. That's right. That's right. He's he's uh, bar none. Uh, I don't think any other actor has appeared in more movies, although there I'd have to go. I got to look back at the list. There's got to be it'll be interesting to compile like, hey, who's the actor who showed up the most across the entire series? And uh, and Brian Cox is going to be up there if, if he's going to be in the top three guaranteed. 
that's one of the regrets I have of this show is 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 our despite how many years we've been doing it, we don't have any super fans I, who would go through pour through the data and and I think figure out who the actor is, you know. As much we as never we, got that. And well, as much as we appreciate Superfan Megan, I don't think she's also, I, I don't think she's going to to no. pour through that data either. <laughs> no. Particularly with, uh, <laughs> It's now. too much work. And even like I wouldn't ask that of her. <laughs> but like some people like that, you know? Like the yeah. real nerdy super the, fans. The, and we, the, we never No uh, one feels the call to arms to uh Yeah. <laughs> to, I don't to, mean to whine, but that's here okay. we are. Like I think this is like the ultimate Halloween movie if like for this podcast, if we're going to do that fits the criteria of this podcast. Yes. Uh, you would agree? Um, yeah. I mean, we've done like, you know, we've done horror movies before. Obviously, we've done family Halloween movies and, uh, you know, we clearly jumped on the ones that we were the most interested in doing uh, with the exception of scary movie month where we were just doing it out of uh, <laughs> that was uh, not as fun as I thought it would be. It was taxing. It was taxing <laughs> is what it was. Um, but yeah, so like we ran through a lot of the big, the big titles that we would have had the most interest in. And this is definitely the most Halloween themed movie. You know, it's, it's a, a horror movie that also deals very specifically with Halloween um, and, and kind of, uh, you know, as you would say, uh, squeezes a lot of the juice of Halloween of, of at least subject matter to cover, uh, Halloween. I don't know. I guess there's some things left on, on the table, but, um, yeah, there you have it. Well, All right. Well, there it well, is. Well, Jer, I'm chomping at the fucking bit, man. Did you like the movie? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't hate, I did not dislike the movie, but I was kind of like, why, this is not really funny. Like for a movie that's labeling itself as a comedy in multiple places, it's not just like a mislabeling on one, you know, source, like everything is labeling it as a comedy horror. The comedy aspect of it is executed very poorly, uh, in my opinion, I, 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 I was, and that's what I found disappointing. I was like, I, t- I totally get it. This is a comedic scene, you know, especially that first, uh, segment is definitely got the most, uh, built in comedy to it, but it's just not executed on a level that I think it should be, you know, like I, I think, um, it, it's leaning a little too more, too much horror and almost campy horror as opposed to, um flat out like playing it up for comedy like a, a more skilled physical comedian could pull off this segment uh in a way that would have us really in stitches i'll give you that i'll say maybe it's not as expertly done in the comedic department but i think the fact that it, and it's going to sound kind of creepy but the movie drips with so much halloween that mm-hmm. uh that's why people are always returning to this thing, like in that in the season. It's like what what conjures the imagery, what invokes the the, the costumes and the, the parades and the decorations and and the the lore of some of the the local uh, creatures or, or murders, etc. Uh, so well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, it, it covers a lot of bases, um, mm-hmm. and and is not just like a singular focus. That's the other. I do like that it is an anthology type of movie as opposed to just oh, a I singular. Love it. 
a singular narrative. I love anthologies that have a through line or something that some kind of thread that stitches them together, even if it is kind of loosely. Sam, um, in this case, would would we agree? Yeah, and and just yeah. you know, particularly like the last shot where it's like every everything kind of converges on the same block, you know. That's right. The same, uh, uh, even a cul-de-sac to a degree. I, I I actually don't like. This is my my tiny note in this viewing is how much they narrow the world that I thought was broader by tying the characters and things together, the stories, and, and even having the geography of the characters so close together. I was like, oh. I was hoping, like, for some reason, it's like more I think, spread out in my brain works better, you know? I think uh, the solution to that, uh, particularly for a movie that definitely wants to have a sequel, um, you know, they've been talking about that for fucking years. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Um, I think what you do is you, you, you confine it in the first one, but then you, you let the audience in on the idea of like, oh, this is about to expand. They're about to go go broader. You know, now it's going to be like citywide. And then you go fucking across the nation. That would be cool. And they, Michael Doherty has been teasing a sequel for, for years now, but now he's so balls deep in Godzilla and Kong. Because he's like, he's kind of like, I gotta yeah. escape these Godzilla and Kong. I'm so balls deep in these. Like seriously, he did uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. He did Godzilla versus Kong. He did now he's doing uh, Godzilla X Kong: The New Empire, which is the sequel to Godzilla versus Kong. So it's, now it's he's actually it's pronounced Godzilla by Kong. Oh, uh, by Kong. It, it's a measurement. <laughs> God, it's, so what's it's, the, one go, it's, a, it's a Godzilla by a Kong. But so one that Godzilla length by... and width, what's the height then? Is that a... Uh... I'd say, I'd say uh, uh, Godzilla is the length because he's got mm-hmm. that tail. Yeah. Uh, Kong would be height. What about width? Width would be uh, uh, one Mothra. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next one. So... Yeah. Yeah, he's just so busy doing Godzilla now, but I'm sure he's going to get around to a trick-or-treat. And you know these these delayed sequels? I'm thinking like the Dumb and Dumber 2s and that ilk. Uh, it's rare that, that a delayed sequel is is really good. So I would be very surprised if it was of the same quality of this movie. Uh, fingers crossed. So um, We shall see, perhaps. Yeah, a uh, little personal stuff, I guess. Uh, I saw it for the first time. There was a lot of buzz on the movie sites. We would, ever since before 2007, you and I would be on, like, Joe Blow. Still still am to this day, right? You too? It's, like, the last place that I look now. But, uh, yeah, I still check in every now yeah. and then. Well, what do you got to say? But, like, I, I'm sure. not as reliant on their journalism but we do you brush up on movie news is is the point right you're very in in tune like i remember reading uh in the like the joe blow arrow in the head right and the horror spinoffs uh the fangoria's just how much buzz was around trick-or-treat like it's an anthology like creep show it's going to be fun like the tone apparently is light here's our little imagery this little mask this cute little pumpkin headed mascot boy yeah it's cool that uh they let sack boy from little big planet be (laughs) in a horror movie i feel like this was the same like year i think it was essentially yeah. yeah ps3 yeah but um i i anyway um uh, Charlie, Charlie Wine, past guest, uh, for one Halloween asked, uh, commissioned Katie, past guest, my my wife, to uh, make him a Sam costume, and she pulled it off uh, to great aplomb. She made the a paper mache head. 
she made the the footy pajamas he took some pictures and uh it was very cool and uh so yeah that that happened and so the, there's a huge fan base for it we we watch it with our movie club for that that uh, particular month uh charlie's movie club so it's just it's a cult movie and you know why it is we don't even need to know go over why it is it's just um drips halloween anna paquin that's oh yeah yeah the true blooders you know they're like uh they're more loyal than the the swifties you know big time those swifties they'll they'll, they'll kill you oh yeah the um, the paquins the paquin army uh uh, god what do they call them i know i'm trying to think oh fuck 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 paquin 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 i'm on the fucking spot man uh the Paquin army until Paquin we come pack. up with something better. Yeah, the Paquin pack. That's even like duh. <laughs> the the Paquin. The Paquin pack. P A Q is how you spell pack. That's yeah. they're, just, they're just called the pack. <laughs> the pack. Oh, I but love their it. logo has you know P A Q. Are they like the wolf pack when they talk about this movie? Because spoilers, there's a something going on. Um, you know, I, I've been listening to our show lately. Fuck it. This is our like third to last fourth or whatever. Um, I, I don't usually listen to our show, but I do want to apologize after all these years, how prevalent my whistling is <laughs> with, with my, my voice. Cause I have a gap in my teeth. And so wind, you know, like it ever so I, briskly passes through it sometimes so i apologize to listeners if you're listening to good headphone on good headphones if you hear my whistling uh yeah i have never heard in, in my <laughs> life i don't think i've ever heard you have a, a freddie mercury-esque whistle oh dude it's very prevalent on these nice not to brag i have uh these nice sony uh headphones and like i'm like oh man i kind of cringe a little when i hear my my whistling i get a little well, embarrassed here's the other thing too uh we're recording this off of skype and That's uh, true. i ain't a fucking audio engineer it's self-produced i know but the whistling <laughs> but it's the whistling the whistling so dan's Jeremy. apologizing for his teeth is what he's saying yeah basically i've been doing that my whole life I, you'd think I, they'd be fixed by now but um money and reasons um anyway michael doherty he uh guess what and this isn't controversial at all he's a brian singer guy (laughs) okay he (laughs) He wrote he wrote x-men 2 great movie he talked about that on franchise first timers uh you loved it right i did you and mike both i was on that episode right i think think i was so i think we all dug it man yeah um and superman returns which i watched recently and boy oh boy that it still sucks it's too long what made you think it was good (laughs) uh katie had never seen it and i didn't think it was good but i was like oh you never seen you should have seen it at least once so we popped it in or you know and uh it's so long it's so boring it's so pensive it's so stocky and weird it's just uh, yeah morose at times just kevin spacey doesn't do us many favors no (laughs) nothing about that movie is doing anyone any favors it did not age very well and it's not just the spacey factor it's it's the marvel universe compared to every other comic book movie preceding the marvel universe sometimes it's refreshing to go back and watch a pre-mcu comic book a little bit like they had no idea what was to come (laughs) like this was this is what was considered great 
And then sometimes it's like, oh, like yeah, it's so much yeah. worse now in contrast. More times than not that, not, all I would their say. movies have been not that their projects have all been. Uh, hits, I know. Or not, you know, knocking them out of the park. Certainly not. There's just buns lately. I, uh, I, while we're on the subject, I heard they're sort of doing a soft reboot of the MCU at this point. But I would expect that when you have like a multiverse and you're talking about incursions and stuff like that, the soft reboot sure. is going to happen where you're going to bring back characters with newer, younger actors who can continue it from then on. Makes like, sense. Like it or not, there's going to be an alternate version of Iron Man. And like, we're all going to resist it at first until like it's going to come out. And then everyone's going to be like, God damn it. That guy's awesome. He he totally lives up to it. But, you know, it's going to be the Joker all over again. You know, that's optimistic of you. I, I like it. And I hope that is the case. Uh, Doherty also he so he's like he makes Trick or Treat after writing Superman Returns and uh, X2 and uh, he makes this he directs it he writes it like it's a real passion project of his that he's been he even made a short film preceding it years prior called Seasons Greetings uh, with Sam the character and um, so he rests on those laurels baby for eight years for eight years he's just like I'm just gonna just go to conventions maybe talk Trick or Treat you know, and I, I can't imagine you made too much off of Trick or Treat. I, I bet it made quite a bit on the home video market. I will say that uh, you got Krampus, though. 2015 comes back, makes that. And I was man, I was hotly anticipating that because I was like, oh, it's going to be Trick or Treat. But Christmas and have you seen Krampus? You, you saw it. I think we watched it one year for uh, for our 25 days of Christmas. It's not terrible, but it's not very memorable. It's not great. Definitely not great. Um, yeah. yeah, it's another one that I was just like, this ain't that funny for a movie that's like kind of exactly. labeling itself as a comedy. There you go. I guess that's kind of Doherty's thing is like he's not quite funny, but you see the intent. <laughs> At least that's Jared's perception it, of Doherty's thing, maybe. Some of it is simply like... Like, <clears throat> I don't think that the, the, the whole Anna Paquin segment is very funny... At all. It's really just more like a clever twist, you know? It, like, I would a agree. Lot, a lot of it is just more clever funny. than it's funny, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, let's break it down. Let's get into it. Is there any other preamble? Uh, I, I rented this pre-street at Blockbuster after all the buzz on the Point Fangorias, et cetera, et cetera. And I really loved it. I remember telling everybody that I knew who was into movies, like, this is a sleeper, dude. Check this out. And now I watch this every uh, October. And I imagine a lot of people do, but uh, I get why. Like I, 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 you're saying you were, like you were tricked into thinking it was a comedy, and I don't know. I guess they gave you the who gave you the notion that it was so funny, you know, all the the trades. All well, the... IMDb, like it's listed as okay. a comedy first, then horror. So oh. I thought, oh, okay, it's gonna be like not quite spoof territory, but you know, we're just gonna be doing like a funny anthology movie it's not going to really be scary but it might be like bloody and and in a in a funny way and uh, -huh. uh it does kind of get a little gross in, in a funny <laughs> yeah. way but uh yeah it's just and and that's the other thing too like the movie itself like like especially we can just get into this first segment here like yeah it's it, it, like once he gets into the house it's it should be much funnier you talking? Are we talking about the uh, Leslie Bibb uh, couple opening? No, I guess not. I guess I'm talking about the uh, the with the boy and the candy and 
I'm jumping ahead, aren't I? Oh no, that's not, that's definitely not the beginning. Is that uh, not, that's just that, that's where the movie kicked off for me, and so everything before that, I was when just he like, throws up blood from swallowing the a razor blade in his can. Yeah, yeah, that's like minute uh, like 15 or something. I think. Uh, yeah, well, whatever <laughs> happens before that was far less. Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Should we go over the cool thing that we could do is go over the chronological version of the stories, the events of Trick or Treat, or we could just go over the plot of it beat by beat. Uh, we, we're going to have to just break it down into like segments because that's the best I can do is. Yeah, yeah. So the movie does open with uh, first a little like uh, I think this kind of sets the tone well. It's like a little um, – what do you call those little like 1950s film reels, uh, like an after school kind of special about uh, the dangers of trick or treating or the potential dangers? Always remember to check your candy, et cetera. Yeah. You know, uh, and then the it's film an educational film. And then we're like, OK, this is interesting. Like every time you get that sort of juxta- juxtaposition with a modern movie, especially a horror movie where, you know, bodies are going to hit the floor. There's going to be boobs and blood. It's like. It's just it's in it, it, I do think there is a there's sort of an inherent funny thing to it quality to show that sort of a wholesome old nuclear family uh, film strip before that shit happens. I just love uh, uh, listening to shitty audio that turns then into good audio when you're like, ah, oh, look, there's what now it sounds like a movie. Look at that <laughs> magic of Hollywood. I feel like it might be like that might triggers some people's pleasure synapses is like transitioning from bad to good audio like asmr style i think i i, <laughs> I think there's something to it there could be very well be it is satisfying if I'm um, talking like this for all of a sudden and then you hear me like this oh doesn't it <laughs> well that, <laughs> doesn't it work that's i can't i can't pretend to get sexual pleasure out of that as a bit because that is too creepy but uh the instincts would be if you were somebody <laughs> else i'll just say that <laughs> Because uh, ASMR is funny and uh, a bit strange in my book, but hey, whatever, you know, hey, I don't even think it's a kink. It's not kink. It's just it is honestly just people's pleasure synapses, and it's not even sexual a lot of times. It's just like this sounds nice to my yeah. ears. But anyway, it's pleasing. Yeah. So um, yeah. Then we get into the opening, which is uh, Leslie Bibb dressed in a like reminds us of uh, our old uh, dinner with the bots sketch. That we yeah. had in our old sketch. We did a, I think every sketch comedy troupe uh, has to do like a robot bit or something at some point. They don't have to, but like if you've done enough, we've done a lot of sketch shows and I guess it was time to do a robot sketch. So we designed these, or Kevin's mother, Kevin Kurtzman's mom, shout out to Carol Kurtzman, designed this big boxy, these boxy robot costumes made it like yeah. shiny silver PVC, you know. It's like a, like tape. a. Like a sandwich board, like a metallic sandwich board with arms and like a head that you put on. It was great. And that's pretty much what Leslie Bibb is rocking in this opening. And she's like, <laughs> she's a hottie. Leslie Bibb is a hottie. She's married to Sam Rockwell in real life. She's uh, the chick that uh, the reporter that bangs Tony Stark in the first Iron Man that uh, Pe- Pepper kicks out to the curb in the the first one. And she's she's wearing this big boxy robot outfit. It's like, okay, interesting. And then um, I guess her husband, who's been on, uh, I guess Katie recognized him from like Supernatural, maybe like a television actor, but he's wearing like um, like a knight outfit. He's got like this big studded collar. He's wearing like a black turtleneck. It's like a shitty version of like a knight, I guess. 
I don't remember this guy at all. What well, am I? Let me why break am I not remembering this? Like I remember a robot, but I'm like I don't remember a night guy. But they walk up to their front. For the first ten minutes of this movie. They walk up to their front of their house, and uh, there's a jack o' lantern lit, and Leslie Bibb bends over to uh, put it out, and we see from the POV that somebody is watching them from across the street through. Uh, a mask, like a burlap mask, right? right. It's, it's Sam. And there's breathing that we hear through it. Very creepy. And so the basically, long story short, the couple gets home. He says, it's bad luck to do that. You should honor Halloween's traditions, okay? Underline that because that is what Sam is all about in this movie. That's it. He's just a cute little critter. And if you fuck up the Halloween traditions on Halloween, he will seriously hurt you. He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to do it. It's it's he has to. He was like, oh god, don't don't put out the candle. Don't damn it. Do you? And then he runs across the street and just like, like he's uh he's so he's such a cutie. And when he takes off his his little sack mask at the end, I know I'm going forward. He his little pumpkin head is cute too. It's all kind of cute. He's just he, he's got he eats the candy. He's it's a adorable. cute size. He's just so yeah, he's so adorable, little Sammy. Um. So he's watching them from across the street, and uh, Leslie Bibb and they're they're taking down the decorations. And if you're any discerning viewer, you're like, why is Leslie Bibb so hung up on taking the fucking Halloween decorations down, like at 9 p.m. on Halloween? That's fucking psychotic. That's, it is. That, that's psychotic behavior right there. Seriously. If you're Amen. like, and, and that goes for any holiday. If you're like, it's nine o'clock, the holiday's over, we're done. <laughs> You know, and her like, excuse is, my mom's coming to visit tomorrow, and she'll throw a fit if she sees this stuff. How fucking, pardon my French, cunty is your mom to just say, I don't like these decorations here <laughs> the day after Halloween? Like, sweetheart, it's November 1st. Enough already. Like, oh what are you talking God. about? Go home is what I say. Halloween so, but, is a night. That'd be like getting mad that, I don't know, I was trying to come up with like a, first, like a New Year's Day type of thing like the, the whole party is a night it's a nighttime thing like halloween is right. not for the morning hours and like re, like where you can take all this shit down at night all hollows eve you know yeah. like that is until like you know midnight you know but um yeah she's so she's taking down the decorations and the the guy puts on his pouty face because he wants to have sex and she's like not tonight i'm too tired but then he stands there and does his puppy dog look and she's like go inside and put on the tape <laughs> I love their shorthand. Go inside, put on the tape. And they do have a tape. It's marked Nature Special. And it is a VHS, uh, VHS, which I love. This is made in 2006, you know, seven. So right on the end of the VHS era. Yeah, like it, it's it's pretty crazy that I'm just like, I mean, it would have to be a tape in 2007. But yeah, it's just funny that like, yeah, VHS really held out for a while. <laughs> Seriously, I remember the last VHS I rented at Family Video was uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, 2004. So yeah, that's when I was rocking VHS. Still, I feel like I've we've talked about this. Yeah, uh, we did. <laughs> but now I have but, to look it up again. What was the last VHS? Yeah, sure. A History of Violence. It. it was. It was. Yeah, History of Violence was the last. Oh, country. the last one made. Yeah, and then we talked about. I I suggested that maybe it was like a, a valuable collector's item, maybe not of like monetary value, but like uh, personal and like uh, collector wise, you know, just historical document. Like here it yeah, is, the last yeah. the last movie that was ever commercially in its case, like in its plastic, you know, that that it's is kind of cool. Shrink wrap. 
I might have to buy one on eBay now that you mention it, like <laughs> just to have one because I do have some VHS. History. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he he puts on the the nature special and it is porn and like I don't I don't want to go on too much of a digression, but I kind of have to knock couples who have to use porn to get going, especially when you're married to Le- Leslie Bibb, who is just a stone cold hottie. Just like wait till she comes upstairs. But like I guess her thing is like he like get yourself ready. So that I don't have to like get you hard, basically. Well, I mean, that could be one interpretation. The other interpretation of it could be just like I give you permission to go masturbate on the bed right now and not have to involve me. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get to go upstairs and wank it without having to worry about hiding it. I said maybe you're right. That's not how I interpreted it at all. But like, I'm not, maybe like, you're right. It's an odd dynamic to have in a marriage to to like need permission to do that, you know. Mm. But like, um, yeah, I don't I mean, know. You, don't, you shouldn't I'm be brazen, but like there's a line you could definitely walk. That's yeah. a that's an, uh, a theory. That's yeah, an alternate theory to the go on. I'll be up in a little while. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I do. That's interesting. I didn't even think of it that way. Uh, so, OK, so he, he's watching it. He's, I guess, on the verge or, of pleasuring himself but here's something yeah. here, here's another theory it could be uh uh go upstairs and put on the tape so that i can go up there and see much better looking bodies uh and get myself going much quicker than having to look at you maybe she's by maybe she's into the, the i think it's like a maybe i think it's girl on girl he's watching i can't remember but like maybe she's special. into that yeah um but uh, he ends up. Uh, it also falling happens to be narrated by David Attenborough, so that was the what was cool about that. <laughs> yep, yeah, awesome. So he ends up falling asleep on the bed because he is lit and she's lit. Like I hate that line, to be perfectly honest. Uh, she's she has the jack o' lantern. She goes, "I'm lit and you're lit." But our little friend here, his night's over, and she blows it out. It's like, oh, I hate, I hate that line. It's, it's pretty bad. He passes out on the the uh, bed, and she's outside taking down the decorations. And I love the way this is uh, suspensefully shot. Um, she's pulling down the sheets, like the ghost sheets that are draped over uh, the decorations. And she sees a kid in a vampire mask just coldly staring her down from across the street. And we're like, is that the masked uh, figure from earlier? No, it's. Uh, I love the fake out. It's just a kid waiting for his ride. And the car shows up. He takes off his mask. He's like, what took you guys so long? Yeah. And he gets in. I'm, I'm remembering all of this, and I'm just f- surprised that I'm not remembering it as the first segment. Oh, yeah. No, it's – um, this is how it opens. Yeah. Because this is Sam's first kill, um, and it's Leslie Bibb. So she uh, she suspects something's going on, but then she's like, oh, okay. It's just a kid. He, he's gone. But then um, – I think uh, there's a rustling under a sheet or something. She finds herself underneath one of those things and uh, getting attacked beneath a white sheet. And we see mm-hmm. the splatter of blood from underneath. But we also see extreme close-ups of a, a sucker, a bit sucker with jagged edges being pulled out from this uh, some little thing that's making these kind of skittering noises while she's being attacked outside. Yeah. I dig the, uh, like, the the kind of like indie effect of like using the sheet to block any kind of special effect that they have to do like it's sure. a cool um uh, idea that i'm surprised i haven't seen executed elsewhere just the idea of the sheet covering somebody while they're being murdered what i think of is um 
Oh, we talked about uh, on over 90. Remember No Country when he puts the shotgun in the t- the shower and the guy's inside. He closes the the curtain and blows him away. Remember sure. That? Right. Yeah. That's that's pretty neat. It's I think of that a little bit. Um, but yeah, he he ends up cutting her throat, I think, or something, hit, hitting a a severe artery because it just splatter inside of that sheet. And uh, I think the guy ends up waking up because uh, there's static on the TV. A couple hours later, let's say it's later at night, comes downstairs, goes outside. Baby, where are you? Pulls off the sheet. You know, I mean, there's more buildup than what I'm saying, but he sees Leslie Bibb with a sucker jammed in her mouth the pumpkin sucker that that mm-hmm. killed her uh, almost like a, a big cheshire grin has been made with the sucker and that's when we close up on her face and as we get these beautiful hand-drawn opening credits uh with some cool music suspenseful kind of childlike um weird creepy and uh you get a sense of the lore of the whole universe in these opening credits do you remember these no, I don't remember the credits. <laughs> I literally no, I, I no because the credits. I think I got up to get a snack. I was like, oh, okay. Just well, you get images of imagery of Sam. You get newspaper headlines um, alluding to the bus crash, some sort of bus crash, which we'll get to in a quarry. Uh, maybe some some kids were killed. Um, what else? I think we get some hand drawn pictures of old man Krieg. I think is Brian Krieg. Cox's name. Is it Krieg? Did yeah. I get that right? And um, yeah, Mr. Krieg. And uh, I just love this. And, you know, I, I think it's Michael Doherty's uh, artwork because he started as an illustrator and an animator. So uh, Season's Greetings was actually a hand-drawn short film, which was the debut of Sam. And uh, that was in 1996. So it took 11 oh, years shit. to finally make this movie. Wow. Uh, I feel like uh, Doherty was just drawing Sam like on like brian singer sets and people are probably like what is that and him like telling them that and then just like oh well i hope one day you make that and he's like don't worry like i wait till 2007 <laughs> I, I like the alternate idea where they see him drawing that and then like what's that and he's like nothing i can't tell you about it <laughs> and then that's why it took so long is because he didn't tell anybody about Aww. the idea so yours that is a good point i like i know you're joking but like i do want to make this as a point like we're we're very protective. Any artists out there, we're so protective of our ideas that we're not willing to share until we release them, right? But um, I'm trying to be more loose with that. Like, um, for instance, like um, <laughs> this isn't very. I came close to doing this, so I'm not there yet. But I almost told uh, the the entire plot of um, a movie that I wanted to make on stories, just Instagram stories, and I was like, nah. I'm not going to put any stories up. I haven't put a stories in a long time and uh, I'm just not going to do it. So I refrained, but I'm almost there is my, my long fucking diatribe is to say I, I'm close to sharing those ideas. Uh, sure. Yeah, sorry. That's stupid. You can cut that out. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. So stupid. But um, anyway um back to this movie so that's the opening credits the it's it's his big uh feature debut as a director and that's when we get our first segment after that and i believe it is the uh anna paquin introduction to her character and Are her you friends sure? then no i'm not actually because now i need no, to now actually... i do think that it's the hang on it's the it is it is the principal yeah okay 
Phew. It's the let's yeah let's go at least over it, the at least it's early. I was saying there that. is um I I just want to say there is some intercutting. It's not just here's a segment, here's another segment, here's another one. It is here's some here's a quick uh, shot of Anna Paquin and her friends in the dressing room at the costume shop. She's reluctant. Basically, all you need to know is that her friends, who are very comfortable dressed as uh, slutty characters, are 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 cool with it, and and Anna Paquin is uh has is very vir- virginal, virginal, virginal. Is that a yes. word? Um, it's her first. They keep talking about her. It's her first time. And they're like, well, you got to get out. You got to find, just get it, get it over with. So I just wanted to say that before we get into the the principal thing. But everybody, I assume you watched it, so I guess I don't need to really specify here you know, from going forward. So um, the principal, let's talk about that. What did you think of this segment? Uh, again, it was just not as funny as it should have been. Um, I, I like the idea of like, okay, they're going with like. So like yeah, play up the myth of the uh, the razor blades and candy or poison candy, you know. Uh, check your candy being a big part of our Halloween growing up as you know when we were little kids. That it is not enough referenced in Halloween stuff, you know, because like I guess the world realized it was kind of bullshit. Like nobody, you know, it's, nobody's ever really done that. That's I once. No, I think it does happen. I hate to say it, but I think I read an article as recently as a couple of years ago about guys tainting kids. I think it happens still. Well, maybe it is. It is at the time of it being a big threat to us as kids. Sure, it was it like was more. Not, it, it was not a. It was not a thing that uh, was really happening frequently, but like they were making it out to be like the, this happens all the time. All the time, every year, there's at least four kids who die in this neighborhood alone. Like, I, I, like no. <laughs> sorry to contradict you there, back there. Um, it did seem ep- like epidemic. Like, check your candy, check your candy. Like, every other piece of candy in the uh, the pail is mm-hmm. going to be uh, tainted. Yeah. But, um, uh, fuck. So, basically, um, this little chubby, curly-headed kid... So this this, this is the bad Santa boy, isn't it? I don't believe so. You know, let me look it up because I'm curious to know if it is or not. Sure. I just saw him. I was like, here's that little that fucking bad Santa boy. Uh, it could be Brett Kelly. Yeah, no, he isn't in, in Bad Santa. You're right, Jer. He's <clears> uh the fucking he's the bad Santa kid. And uh, he's no stranger to blood in that movie either. Remember, like, there's a scene where like he cuts himself severely, and like he just like gushes blood. It's like that was hard. I don't know. Like, I don't need to see a little kid gushing blood. <laughs> I don't know. I think gushing in this blood, blood gushing like, blood can be funny. Like, it's funny because like I feel like it's funnier in this, despite how fucking disgusting it is. Because it's so over the top. In Bad Santa, it's like, he no, this kid just cut himself. And he's like, he really needs medical treatment. <laughs> like, he still has a shot. And this is like, oh, this kid's fucked. And everybody knows it. Because, like, he shows up. And Dylan Baker's in this. So, like, that's another thing. Like, we got Brian Cox. Awesome. Anna Paquin. I got nothing against her. X-Men actor. Rogue. Uh, we've got Dylan Baker in the house. Which is he adds a certain level of class, I think, uh, to your project, you know, character sure. actor class. And he comes in there, he does his thing as it, he's he's very good at being a creep. 
like yeah. movies like uh, I think Happiness, I believe is uh, or one of those Todd uh, Salons movies, right? But um, he uh, he's in this and he plays um, Principal Stephen Wilkins. We don't even see him he, at the he, school. He looks like a Stephen Wilkins. He sure does. He like if anyone like ever, Stephen if, Wilkins. if anyone ever looked the part. <laughs> yeah. Stephen Wilkins, general <laughs> principal nerd white man. And it's got the principal, and he pu- he puts he's a, he plays this little game with uh, Bad Santa Kid. Where he, he's first he's smashing jack o' lanterns, and he's like, "You gotta respect the traditions, little Charlie." And uh, Charlie's you know he's just like whatever, and he comes and he's like wants some candy, or like he goes up and he it's a, like a, the sting operation we did in our sketch when it's the take one, take only one, and uh, but uh, what does he do? He takes the whole thing. You know, so many kids do that. Son of a bitch. And he catches them. And he says, uh, that can't be good for your diabetes. And then he sits down. He's like, come here. And he goes down. He's like, sits down. He gives him a piece of candy. And as he's telling him how to respect the traditions of Halloween, he's consuming a, a uh, either a cyanide or I guess a razor blade laden. I think it was candy cyanide. bar. Like yeah. it's, it's implied that it's poisoned because like later on you see like something like I think it was cyanide like in, on a table or something like he had been fucking. According with to Wikipedia, cyanide. Mm. Um, he vomits chocolate and blood, just a big nasty stream. Yeah, it's this nasty. Oh, like when when you put too much chocolate syrup in your ice cream and it all melts and it's just like this brown liquid. That looks, mm-hmm. you know, unappetizing, but still tastes delicious. You going to see Hateful Eight? I don't know. Okay, uh, so Tarantino it, it, Tarantino saw this. He's like, I'm going to do that. I got it. I know what All to right. do now. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Uh, I like, I, and I do like that it, it does seem like it just, like, you know, it starts spewing out of him, and then, like, it stops, and he kind of, like, moves him inside, and he starts, like, kind of spewing again but it seems to be like anytime he accidentally touches his stomach more comes out that's what i, I love think that is like, that is kind of funny but it like it needs to be played f- funnier it's just not played it, it's played too straight for what's actually happening in my opinion you want you want <laughs> them to you want them to put a little more uh just a little a little, a little a little more seasoning just a little bit a li- okay. you know it can't be just a, a, a dry, well done steak. You gotta, you gotta get some juice in there. I, got, I do no comedic juice going. I do love that. Um, what you said when he's carrying him into the house, it's almost like, like when you like a burrito that you microwave just a little too long. It's like it oozes just a little. <laughs> like his mouth oozes the blood and chocolate oh, just a little shit, bit. You know? Like it's, it's so just... gross. Um, he carries him inside, and his son comes home, and he's like, he was trick or treating alone, which is, I don't know, funny and weird, because he's he's very young, this little boy. But um, he goes, and, and yeah, let's as, hope he was with friends, right? And as he's burying um, the you know the body of Charlie, the son comes, and he's like, Dad, he's screaming out the window, Daddy, I just got home from trick or treating, and he's like, shut the fuck up, basically, to his kid. He's like, go. We'll carve the jack o' lantern in a minute. Like, I gotta do something out here. Meanwhile, Brian Cox, Mr. Krieg, is um, 
you know, asking him what's all the commotion? Why does it stink like a uh, a dead whore out here? Oh, I suddenly just got very tired. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't I didn't get much sleep today. I got uh, not as much as I'd like. Um, so yeah, Whew. and it's hot in here. Fuck. Hold on. <laughs> if, if we need to take a break or whatever. No, it's just like either way, he's gonna have to recall this whole. Could, could you recall this sequence? Uh, well, yeah, he's like trying to dissuade. Like Krieg is like looking through the the hole in the this glory hole that he's got in the fence, and uh, he's like, "What? What are you? What? What are you going on over there? Why? Why are you digging a perfectly square, a perfectly rectangular hole?" He's like, "Ah, nothing. The septic tank is backed up." <laughs> and like the kid is yelling from the house and being very uh, attracting way too much attention. Mm-hmm. And you know he's just trying to, to to bury the kid, and then you know finally Creed right. goes well, back about, into the house. Um, what about the kid not being fully dead and him having to to finish the job? That there's humor in that, but it's not played. Probably, I assume once again he's Jer's not a no, yeah. Yep. He's just uh, D- Dylan Baker is not a gifted physical comedian to be pulling off these bits. It's really because it's like the other problem too is that it's not shot in a very funny way. Like you kind of mm. see him like struggling a little bit, and then you cut to like a close up of his legs like smashing the guy or you know like kicking him and like trying to like hit his like break his bones or whatever he's trying to do in there, and uh, like again the the comedic beauty of a wide if you just kind of keep it kind of wide on him and still and he's just like struggling and like falling down and shit like that and and doing some getting some juice in there. Uh, then you got a funny scene, and it's it's just not executed as such. I I don't have a problem with with this. Um, he, he so he's bickering with the neighbor. The neighbor is like Happy Halloween, asshole, and he goes inside. And this is just around the time when Sam is a uh, later in the story attacking Mr. Krieg. So like the Pulp Fiction of it all is there can be parallel stories going on. There could be one happening before, but we see that after. Um, flashbacks, etc. You know, really so, inspired uh, inspired by Saw three. Sure, or the, Saw uh, four rather. <laughs> Saw three is side is Saw yeah. I don't. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm too tired to even get into the Saw movies right now. Um, so basically, um, yeah, he he finally finishes the job with little Charlie in the grave. And uh, his son, uh, I love that his son called, he says, Charlie Brown is an asshole when he tells yeah. him to go inside and watch uh, Charlie Brown. Because just like Winnie the Pooh, Jer, like, Charlie Brown's a bit divisive for me. Like, sometimes, and I know I, this is coming from a pretty emo dude. Like, sometimes it's like, hush up. Seriously, fuck Charlie Brown. I'm, like I'm gonna say oh, it now. I have more empathy, sympathy than that, but no, it, it hush I, up sometimes. I, I fucking hate Charlie Brown. I hate everything about those smart ass little kids who are way too precocious. I don't care for Charlie Brown as much right. as I hate Winnie the Pooh. I hate Charlie Brown even more. So All the right. best thing that they can do is make a horror movie out of Charlie Brown, where Charlie Brown is being murdered, and I'm like, there, I'm in, I'm in. Great. Uh, Strong feelings about Charlie Brown. 
Yeah, I I don't as much, but I I definitely see why. Yeah, I, I think it's unhealthy to feel that way, but you're sure. No, 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 no. Uh, I didn't say that, but maybe it is. It's just I don't <laughs> feel that same way about him. Uh, but uh, he finally goes inside right after burying the kid, and it's like all this buildup. It's like, is Mr. Wilkins going to kill his son? It, like there is a question of that, like briefly. It goes down in oh, that yeah. movie, and they're playing it, it like that, and it's like Dave Frank goes in it and Dan Stevens. I think it's pretty good. But uh, more modern horror, I feel like the joke is that our characters are stoned or inebriated. Like, I think of even um, Bodies, 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 like all the characters are fairly sloshed at the in the movie. I, 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 of this shit. Do I contradict you when I do this stuff? I feel like like Dan, I shouldn't bring this stuff up when you I make a care. point. Because <laughs> no, okay. I'm like, well, actually, Jared. Well, like... no, I'm an uneducated <laughs> moron. So, like, chances are all these things that I'm like, you know what they should have? They should have this type of movie. That's, That's why I'm trying to not. they all exist. I'm trying to make you, yeah, not look dumb by bring as much as I can bring to the table. Uh, and not to say you'd sound dumb at all. So I don't I don't I know I sound yeah. dumb most of the time. No, I don't think so. If anything, it just sounds like you don't watch modern movies is all. Or I, as I, many. I, I don't watch much of anything because I've had two kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, I so watched going back, Treehouse of Horror 3 for the fourth time in a row this week. Fourth time in a row because of the kids? Yeah. Like Jack wow. Just, they it, like it? The the one with the crusty doll is. Oh, it, that's awesome. It's his favorite segment. We're watching. He won't, he won't watch any of the other much better Treehouse of Horror episodes. He so just, just wants the crusty one. one. That's well, so I mean, funny. he'll watch that whole episode, but he like he's in it for the crusty, and then like he kind of stays for the King Kong, and he's just like, "What's this all about?" And then you know you end with zombies, so you, you, it's it's a solid lineup. I'll give it that. But oh, yeah. there's other ones where I'm just like, "Are you you don't want to?" Even the next year is is better than this one. Like my favorite, I think, is the next year is that the Burns Dracula one. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, your bus and and the um, mm-hmm. can't even think of the other one. They're all good. I just know that. Um, oh, man, the devil. On... Homer sells his soul to the devil. Oh, classic, classic. Yeah. Um, I'm on like 22, and man, the last three or four have been shit. Yeah, they <laughs> like. Why are you parroting this movie when there's so many other horror movies? They like they're doing now dramas. Like uh, I'm trying to bring up an example. Like like they did an Inception one one time. Yeah, in a, in a like, Treehouse of Horror. Like that has no place being there. Don't do that. When you can do a trick or treat or like uh, have they they I guess they've done a Child's Play obviously because the but like there's I feel like there's untapped ones they definitely have not done. But now I'm, they're going to like dramas and sci-fi's. I'm sure that there are untapped things that they could have absolutely gotten into but honestly like i don't know a scream parody i don't think they ever even did an outright scream parody did they i don't know like (laughs) come on like they said we're gonna do an inception parody down the line like come on yeah we we gotta come we gotta hit the sweeney todd audience by doing (laughs) a parody of that that's so stupid but uh those old ones are so good um anyway we are doing we're now on surprise party it's yes. the Anna Paquin the pack the wolf pack really is what's happening in this one PAQ so Lori she's very shy she's 22 she's from out of town she's with uh, her sister Danielle and the friends Maria and Janet for Halloween they're all dressed in fairy tale princess costumes but they look hot and slutty 
And Lori, she just she's wearing a little little red riding hood costume. It's not very revealing at all. It's just more no. cute than anything. And they do this shot on her like, look at her, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> look at how fucking stupid Anna Paquin looks. Oh, I thought it was like, eat her up, guys. Oh, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> either or. Um, they really do, like, they milk that shot of her in the costume coming out of that dressing room. Like, guys, Anna Paquin's in this movie. Can you believe it? So she comes out, and uh, her friends and uh, her sister, they're like, uh, we got to get some dates. And, like, they waste no time. The main one, the blonde, uh, Danielle, she hits on the cashier, and he's like, uh, that'll be uh, 34 uh, double D. Uh, I mean, uh, and he like, like somehow like gets like the, I hate that. That yeah. sucks. You're right. Like some of the jokes just suck in this movie. Bad, <laughs> shitty, <laughs> mis, you know, distracted puns. I don't like that. Right. Yeah, I hate the, Yes, that's distracted puns suck. I hate yeah. distracted puns. And we we even did it in I Hate Theater, I hate to say, when you're like, everything's grape instead of great. It's like, looking back, I was like, oh, you say grape instead of great. There's yeah. some things that you know, I, I love about that movie, and there's some things I don't like about that movie. Uh, uh, you could probably guess some of them. You could probably guess some of those things, people, and make a game of it. But, um... Anyway, uh, she their whole thing is about finding dates and like the cashier is like, oh, I get off in like 20 minutes, actually. And she's like, well, why don't you meet me in the woods at this place at a half hour? And he's like, all right. And she's like, like oh, yeah. and, <laughs> and when you watch it from the perspective of these are spoilers, wolf women who are trying to find victims tonight, the blonde is so like, I mean, granted, she's a smoke job. So she hasn't she wastes no time getting a victim, but she's so efficient in getting like like I said, the cashier. She just yeah. get a, got her costume. Like, my <laughs> God, like he didn't even exit the building. And you're like, I'm done. My job, is, my work. Right. Is, I'm going to eat go to the party now. Right. That's what I was like when I was watching it. I was like, I turned to Katie. I was like, man, her night is just all she has to do is just go to the woods and just like get drunk and eat the dude like. Great. Her night's figured out. These other schmoes have to figure out how to get dates. And I know it's not hard for them. Like they go to a there's a television crew. And uh, that I really like that that paints the the setting. Also, you don't really need it. But there's a woman at some point earlier in the movie at the beginning doing a a live report. She's like, we're here at the holiday uh, Halloween parade here in Ohio. We go back to that because we're now at the parade. The girls walk out of the costume shop. We're in the middle of it. They even pass Leslie Bibb and the supernatural guy in the, the shitty night costume who are on their way home. Are Actually, we, we catch them a little bit later when a uh, hooded man uh, uh, bites uh, a victim. She He kills her like in public. What do you think of that? Uh, I know I'm jumping up. around. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It like, reminds me of Scream 2 when Jada Pinkett Smith uh, gets stabbed. Yeah, but at least that has the distraction of like everybody is screaming at the top of their lungs <laughs> and, and doing things in a movie theater that I hope I never see in a movie theater. And this is just like, man, how did nobody fucking see? <laughs> like this this woman is bloody and she's sitting right next to two people like three feet away and nobody yeah. happens to see it. It's so convenient but i also yep. kind of like shots like that where like the the perpetrator like just disappears into a crowd and even you're like where the f- oh i lost him yeah i love that uh, when when she she's going through the crowd for help 
And she really should stop somebody, but everybody's just kind of ignoring her, including Leslie Bibb and, and the guy, her guy. Um, I love when Dylan Baker just catches up to her, a hooded man, and he just stands behind her, just waiting for her to turn around. And she slowly does it, and then he descends on her, and then we cut to black, and uh, he just sets her down, like Jer said, uh, like you said, all bloody next to just like a half-drunk couple on the street. And he just mm-hmm. walks away. You know, like, done and done. And, like, his how he gets her is gnarly. Fuck like, forensics. He, don't even worry. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. He's wearing these fangs, and they're like these, I guess, these porcelain dentures, and he's he bites her all over her body, like, and she's bleeding in several spots. It's it's just gnarly, and um, so I'm I'm saying this because Anna Paquin needs a date. Her two friends uh, just scored a cameraman and like another a news guy, like you know, a couple of schlubs. Like, oh yeah, all right, high five. We're gonna get laid tonight in the woods. Drink some beers, get laid, <laughs> and um. Uh, the hooded man, hooded man, does that with his victim, and uh, he sees uh, Anna Paquin. And this guy just killed a woman, and he's already onto the next one. The bullets, the nerve. Slow down. But he sees her, and and it's like the perfect little little Red Riding Hood, big bad wolf, and and I think that's what's so literary and and smart about this segment. You know, all the, why the fans come back to it. Maybe one of the reasons is is that Little Red Riding Hood becomes the wolf at the end and turns on what you think is the wolf. And that's uh, a cool twist on, on a classic story that's right. placed in your Halloween anthology. It's it's mm-hmm. it's neat, you know? Not at all funny, but uh, no. a nice, clever twist. I think the only really funny part about this, besides the shitty, like, uh, the pun that he makes, as we mentioned, is when Danielle calls up Anna Paquin, she's still, you know, out and about. They're in the woods. Like, where are you? They split up, I guess. But she found a date for her, and it's this fat, disgusting dude in a baby costume with a bonnet. And he's just, like, giving her a thumbs up. Like, you put in a good word for me. That's, like, another broadly stupid, funny, ha-ha-ha moment of the the movie. But honestly, like... Maybe we're just like you, we're not in the right mood, but like with the right crowd, I feel like moments like this kill. That's all it takes is just a stupid, broad little moment like that, you know? I, maybe from a, I don't know. Like I, I, <laughs> I, I would hope that a, an audience would be a little bit more discerning about the comedy. Let's say you're. But I'm not going to deny that like yeah. an idiot in a baby costume. is <laughs> kind of funny. Like sure, but like it's just it. It really comes down to like. The direction of it, which like is, you know, I honestly, I you know, there's there's no real like, I don't, I don't know, I didn't go to film school, but I don't know that there's any class that's just like, here's how you shoot comedy specifically, and I, I think there was, I don't think I anybody knows how it. to do it. They all need to take that class. You have instincts though. Thank you. Um, it's it's um, thank you. Um, going back to this, um. The baby thing. I was just like, because I'm always, I always see the other side. Is you're you're sitting at a horror festival and you're watching like maybe you're five movies deep because it's an all day thing and they all take themselves too seriously. And then you watch this, it's like a breath of fresh air. Like you, you're asking for a fat baby, man. <laughs> like you know what it is. Thumbs up, you know. It's it's a movie that's hilarious if you only watch horror movies. Yeah. That's you know, a good but way. it's kind like, of a good way of looking. If at you it. don't watch any regular <laughs> comedy movie, you don't have any idea what you could be missing out on. And I like that. 
Yeah. I like that. And also, we have to realize is that this is Michael Doherty's first feature film uh, as a director, and it's it's a twelve million dollar budget he's working with. He has a reputation. My God. As a, he right. He has a reputation as a screenwriter, not a director. So it's it's. I believe this is technically. I don't know if this is an indie, but uh, it doesn't seem like it had much support to no, be it, made. It feels like an indie, even though Brian Singer's fucking name is on it. Yeah, I mean, but twelve billion. My God, where did the money go? Um, the effects. I, I think guess. are really good with the with the werewolf sequence in the woods. Yeah, I think yeah, that's... are very good. Um, they rip away. Let, let's just get to it. Um, she ends up, uh, like I said, turning on Dylan Baker, the hooded man, and we find out that he he's the hooded man when he finally gets to the woods and he is their victim. He is their prey. He's bound. He's tied up. Uh, he's sitting there by their fire, and there's a bunch of pretty women getting drunk with their dates. And well, actually, it's mostly just women now at this point. Most of them are. Uh, um, well, actually, they haven't stripped their skin, right? They're about to. And it is it is a gnarly sequence because you get Marilyn Manson's cover of Eurythmics, Sweet Dreams. And you c- – coupled with how I think this sequence is effectively shot with the music and, and the whirling camera, slow pan, and, and the wolf effects of the tearing of the flesh and seeing these big, scary, gooey, gnarly-looking wolves – you know, I thought it was interesting how it like the skin was kind of treated almost just like a rubber bodysuit. Like they mm-hmm. kind of come off in whole pieces, you know? Yeah. Like it's like a large portion of an arm that's like the skin just slides off. I thought that was kind of cool as opposed to just like bursting out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, at least it was different. I don't know if I would go so far as to say cool. It was different from what I've seen. Any, it, it's not just a sudden, it's not a quick thing either. It's kind of, it gets milked too. They kind of, they make it sort of a dance. They first kind of, they literally start with like a slow dance and then they just start. I think it's, it, it's like this, it, draw, it stands on this line between seduction and just outright horror gore, you know? It turns into that. I think it's a, a cool yeah. effective well, it, sequence. It toes the line because like the women are like at first it just like seems like they're at a, they're all on X or Molly and they're like just yeah. taking off their clothes and you're like what the hell's going on? This is about to get real fucky here, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, it's not that. Right. Um. So you know he's he's begging for his life. Uh, Wilkins. He says like he's he's definitely regretting. Yeah, his previous moves and they, it doesn't matter it's too late they eat him and uh, that's how that ends and um they kind of congratulate uh, Lori on her first time she's uh and then we see sam i love this shot it's little sam sitting on a log watching as the the girls feast on their their dead dates he's just like chilling it's cute just yeah, just hanging out and that's when we get the final segment of the movie. I think this is my favorite segment of the movie, the one-on-one with Krieg and Sam. Yeah, I I, uh, I remember the least about this, unfortunately. Um, I Did was, you fall asleep by the I, end? I, I was uh, I was getting there. I was getting there. I was dozing. I, I kept opening uh, my eyes to Brian Cox, like just like, ah, like, like it's just an intense Brian Cox face. I'm like, all right, it's it's that segment. I won't go over the whole beat by beat. If you haven't seen it, listeners, check it out. It's a, I think it's a really fun sequence. But basically, it's Brian Cox versus Sam, as we've been talking about. Little Sammy 
cute little Sam. And, you know, this is um, – it has to culminate in this, I think. You could have done this earlier, but I think to put this here at the end accomplishes a couple things. Well, A, if you ask Danny, and it narrows the world a little bit by making Krieg, revealing him to be the bus driver. Remember the uh, the quarry sequence? Mm-hmm. He's the bus driver who tried killing those mentally uh, troubled kids. He's the one that they never heard from again. And rather than laying low and just keeping to himself, he turns into a shit on Halloween and has his dog terrorize trick-or-treaters just for the That's fun. right. That's how it starts, right? These trick-or-treaters show up to his door. He, he opens it. It's pitch black inside. You're like, what is going on? You see these glowing eyes, though, coming towards them. And I think you even get accompanied to uh, maybe dog noises, scary growls. And the kids run off. And it turns out that it's just his cute little dog. Um, what's his dog's name? Uh, Max, maybe? No, that's that's the Grinch's dog. I don't know. He's, he's a dog. Okay, yeah, he's got a little big. dog. And um, the uh, the oh, I just got even more tired, guys. <laughs> We're wrapping it up here. I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I think it says. Uh, escalating phenomena occur okay great <laughs> house is egged okay uh I'm, I'm literally reading the wikipedia now for what happens here because like is there any real plot to this last segment at all or is it yeah. just like an ambush well, you gotta, by you've got to do you got to do it justice here so let me get my bearings that's all um so we find that about uh, that about krieg right and then, um, yeah, Sam ends up attacking him, and it is it is a really creative sequence. He ends up um, he ends up blowing off Sam's hand, the hand like with sinewy pumpkin, veiny sinew, atta- reattaches itself to his body. Very interesting, very cool effect. We also see. Uh, Sam's mask get removed. We do see him in his little pumpkin head at the end, uh, eating the candy, which is very neat. I do, I, I do remember seeing the kid, the, the pumpkin head. I, I looked uh, up and be like, oh yeah, there's a pumpkin head. Yeah, he um, he uh, he shoots. Krieg shoots Sam several times with his gun. He thinks he kills him, but like I said, Sam reanimates. Um, he stabs him. Like I love how on brand Sam's uh, instruments are. He uses like a, a utility knife that you would use to carve a pumpkin to slash his like his like his Achilles tendon, I believe, at one point. Ooh, ouch. He um, I think that is actually more like his weapon of choice is is the uh, the utility knife, the carving, the jack o' lantern knife, right? So um, all it really builds up to, and you're right, it's as you mentioned earlier, like the, you don't need the twists, but um, I guess if you want to even call it that, the twist is that after Sam even impales, uh, oh, it's it's a bladed candy bar. So it's not just a utility knife. It is a utility knife in a candy <laughs> bar, which is really cute. <laughs> he ends up stabbing Krieg's lap, right? And uh, Krieg ends up giving him candy almost like um, accidentally. I believe, and uh, Sam takes it, and that satisfies him. 
And so it's you, you basically the god of Halloween, I guess. All of this, all of this madness that happens with all of this craziness is just so that because Sam wants uh, is trick or treating, and he wants Krieg to honor the tradition of trick or treating, trick or treat. You're not doing it right. Right. If he if he had dialogue, he would have said that. But um, that's how he ends up sparing the life of Krieg, and ends up leaving. And you're just like, oh. That's cute. What a little nice little twist is that Creed gets to live because he gave candy to to Sam. That's all he wanted. Um, but man, what a terrible night for Krieg because like moments after Sam leaves, the ki- the dead kids from the quarry <laughs> knock on his door and they want revenge and they you know go and he go at him and he screams and then we cut to uh drawn brian cox and it's the end credits and it's uh some more hand-drawn shit and it all took place in one block two houses yes that's another thing we find out um just to wrap it up um little billy uh, A.K. Wilkins' son is sitting on his dad's porch, handing out candy. He very mature, like even dressed like his dad. I think it's like foreshadowing. He looks like the principal, but like he even like he smiles and hands out candy to like uh, a kid. He's like acting like an adult now, little Billy. Uh, it looks like. And then um, we see Rhonda from the quarry scene, the the autistic girl. She crosses the street, pulling her wagon filled with jack o' lanterns, still shaken. And she almost gets hit by a car that is being driven and occupied by Lori, the the she-wolves. I guess they put their skin back on because, like, you could tell this is after their kill because they're laughing and having – they're looser and having a great time. And then um, that's when uh, Emma and Henry, a.k.a. Leslie Bibb and her husband, that's when they arrive home. That's the beginning of the movie. They're playing with time here, guys. Sam, little Sam, has just – you know, assaulted Krieg. And now he sees Leslie Bibb and her husband coming home. Jack-o'-lantern, I'm lit, you're lit. And he goes, oh, that's interesting. Let's see how this unfolds. And of course the audience knows. They loved that line so much. They're like, we're going to do it again. (laughs) Are you okay? It's the (laughs) are you okay of this movie. Um, But yeah, I love that, that it ends on that because we know exactly how it is about to go down and it, kind of just kind of completes the whole thing makes it a full circle but like i said the world does get a little bit narrowed in the end because of all the the connections uh i don't hate it for that reason i just think um it just makes it seem smaller and i i want it bigger but uh, i thought this is man what a great first feature like it's not many filmmakers that they they make their first movie and they get to be huge cult seasonal hits that people revisit every year you know yeah for sure so. I think uh, I, I mean I think you sold me on the cult status of this movie just based on the Halloweenness of it. Uh, the more we've talked about it, the more I, I get it. Because I, I I I ended this movie and I was just like I don't quite get why this is a cult classic, but whatever. I'm not a big horror guy, but now I think I understand it. Yeah, and I I think what you said is is funny and a good take is it, it's it's funny if you only watch horror movies. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the funniest movie you've ever seen if all you watch is horror movies. Uh, but that is it. That's the end of of Spooktober. 
in the end of 90 under 90s examination of of Halloween slash horror movies. That's right. Um, at least uh, until the Patreon, which uh, will be coming out in a few days. Uh, Yay. Thank you for listening. We've got a couple episodes left in this main feed, so be sure that you stick around and listen to those. And until then, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm the ghost of Dan Eden. That's a wrap.